Welcome to Flipped, the Irish animation podcast. Hello and welcome along to episode 13 of Flipped. Uh, we've been away for a while, but um, we're back with a bang now with uh, another great interview. Here we have episode 13 with Jason Ryan, a multi-talented Irish animator whose career has spanned the last 20 years on such films as Fantasia 2000, Chicken Little, Meet the Robinsons, Kung Fu Panda 2, The Croods and most recently Big Hero 6 to name but a few. Alongside his film work, Jason also teaches animation online through his own site and I Animate. I can personally recommend these as a great way to learn character animation and productive workflow through traditionally based methods mentor-supported training sessions, and clearly explained online tutorials. If you'd like to know any more, please check out the links below the podcast. Hope you enjoy. So I am here in the Guinness Enterprise Centre, and I'm delighted to be joined uh, by Mr. Jason Ryan. Hello. Hey, you're very welcome. <laughs> uh, thank yes, you. thank you so much for, for doing this. This is a real, um, it's a real treat, a real pleasure. Uh, so again, I'd just like to start off at the start... So you went to Dunleary and then Ballyfermot. Um, I presume it's kind of the usual thing, interested in drawing and that kind of stuff yeah, when you were a kid. Yeah, and yeah I, I was sort of actually going to be an accountant when I... When <laughs> oh, I, really? Yeah, yeah like different oh, kind of figures. Not many people say that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. Um, but my art teacher uh, saw something in me that I really didn't and said, wow, you've got really great composition, you know, great oh, ideas, good. all that kind of thing. And he, you know, he recommended that I kind of pursued some sort of graphic design um, illustration, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what I was going to school for, you know, like the art college. Uh, so I applied to Don Leary because I knew they had a good graphics design course there. And uh, in the actual interview, uh, Dave Brain, who was an old Disney animator, looked at my portfolio and said, your lines are really nice, they're exact, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like very clean, I worked very clean and I didn't kind of scribble a lot. Like there wasn't anything very, very rough which wasn't good for fine art, but, but <laughs> yeah. for, for graphic design and for yeah. animation, they were like, yeah, we love that, you know, because mm-hmm. it just seemed like you, you know what you're doing and you're confident about p- putting it down. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he looked at my stuff and said, you know, you could try out animation for a year, and if you like it, uh, you can always hop in like to a second year, you know, animation or transfer into graphics. Of course. Yeah. But I loved animation, like right from the first bouncing ball, you know. Excellent. You know, you, you just get you get hooked right from the first time you see your art moving on the screen. You yeah. Know? So accountancy was out the window at that <laughs> point. <Yeah. laughs> accountancy is gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to add anymore. Yeah. Um, and then, so you do a couple of years done Leary. You go to Ballyfermot and you come out. So how were you feeling when you came out of college? You felt um, like you had the skills. You felt like you had to learn. You thought you were. I I felt like I was pretty good at animating my own characters. Okay. I felt a little bit dubious about animating anybody else's characters or okay. animating like uh, under direction, you know, okay. because when you're making your own film, you're making what you want to make and you're drawing your own characters, your, your own designs, so you know what they look like from every yeah. angle, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but like if it's not on a model sheet, I was kind of a little nervous about it, you mm. know, um, but I was offered a job by Don Bluth and uh, at the time it was, it wasn't Sullivan Bluth, it was Don Bluth. Okay. Um, uh, and Cunningham Road mm-hmm. and then um, they offered me a job as a junior animator and I found out later on like basically it, it probably wasn't the, the right way to go so um, I went with uh, two guys Greg Tiernan and Paul Bulger who mm-hmm. set up Dagda right, yes. film and uh, they were doing um, movies for Trick Company 
uh, in Germany. And they basically, you know, took me under their wings and mentored me, mm -hmm. like to say, okay, we know you're just learning, so we, we can kind of help you along, like mm -hmm. uh, as you're, you're starting to get your feet, you know, mm -hmm. like as you're starting to animate. And, and that, that really helped a lot. And then like, I, I think through Dagda, I got my speed together because um, there you were actually paid by the foot okay, you know, of, yeah. of approved animation. Um, so like if you didn't, you know, get your shots approved that week, you didn't get paid. So, yep. so it taught you to, to kind of think fast on your feet. And I don't think my drawings were by, you know, I think my drawings were by far probably one of the worst, like in the studio. But like they liked the animation that I was doing. So I think like the, the cleanup guys and the assistants like had their work cut out for them, like with my <laughs> stuff, you know. But as soon as I, I saw CG, oh, yeah? that's when like the... The, the whistle kind of blew in my head going, okay. quick, jump on this CG thing. It's really cool. You don't have to draw anymore, you know. But so that was, so Dagda, you're a, like a junior animator or something. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. And then you, so yeah, so you see CG. So what was the first, so I guess the idea is that, yeah, you were feeling a little bit shaky about drawings, but like yeah. the movement and the animation and stuff was there. Because you, you often hear that about, I remember listening to something and somebody was saying like, comparing old Disney animators and they're saying like Milt Cow uh, maybe wouldn't necessarily be a great CG animator because there's so much about the drawing whereas right. someone like a Frank Thomas or uh, Ollie Johnson or something who yeah. was sort of about the movement of the emotion probably would have made that transition, transition quite faster well, yeah you might be right there I mean it, it's it's hard to think like who of the old guys would have they I mean they all uh, like I, I talk to Joe Grant quite often oh, yeah, uh, when he was alive mm. and uh, he was all about like the new technology right like how do you do this and i would have talked about the old dizzy days yeah like, of course no forget that that's <laughs> in the past let's let's talk about like the new technology like I, like how do i do this how do i do that how, oh. and he was so i mean at at the stage he was like 91 or 92 yeah. you know but he was so much into like new technology because he was saying that he he went through like yeah. from black and white to color from no sound to sound like i mean mm. like he saw it all mm. you know um, and for those who don't know, like when I mean, Joe Grant like designed uh, the Wicked Witch in Snow White, yeah. or yeah, in Snow White, and then he uh, Dumbo was basically his movie, you know, yeah. um, like he designed the whole thing. So I mean, he was a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, man, and very inspirational. And like, it, he inspired me, you right, know, as well, because yeah, it's yeah. like, man, if if he's at ninety, he's got this much passion for mm. art and animation. Like, uh, I, I just want to hold on to that for myself. Yeah, know? absolutely. You know. That's so, um, so okay. So, what was the first bit of CG you saw, or this thing? As soon as you, you realized, aha. Toy, I mean, Toy Story. I yeah. guess like the the first Toy Story. But we were actually, um, I was, it was actually Eamon Butler who I worked with in in Dagda film. Okay. Uh, went to London and started working at this computer game place, and he called us over like just to to see what it was like, you know. Like I was like, ah, oh, this sounds really good. Like I'll come over, like and see what you're working on and when he when he showed us this, this little game that he was working on called <laughs> urban decay i don't know if it ever got made or not but um it was really cool like <laughs> it was a it was a third person game like okay. you were actually kind of watching the action like from like a top view type okay. thing and like you could see all the animation principles with these very very simple ellipsoid type characters okay. and uh i was like how do you do this and he gave us like, a little demo and i was like that's really cool, you know? I mean, you can just, like, you don't have to draw. You can do it from every angle. You can actually animate while uh, the character's playing back. Like, okay. it was like a walk. Like, you just did the two poses. They're already walking, yeah. and then you just basically put in the passing position as it's playing back. And I was like, 
my God, this is great. I wish Maya could do that, you know? <laughs> and this was back in like early 95, wow. you know? So, but that's like my first taste of CG because it was like, you're animating in three dimensions, yes. like with these very, very simple characters. Mm -hmm. um, and then through that, Disney actually um, heard like those two, they wanted 2D animators basically, okay. who wanted to learn how to do real CG, like the full on studio feature CG. Okay. And uh, um, Doug Bennett, who was hired at Disney, um, he, I actually also worked with him in Dag the Film. Okay. Um, he's this uh, really good Canadian animator um, who got hired like a month before we did. And then he was asked like who was gonna, uh, did he know of anybody else like who would be interested in, in animating for Disney, you know, like doing CG rather than 2D. Right. Um, they preferably wanted 2D animators and he gave, um, he gave Disney Eamon's name and then Eamon gave Disney my name, right. you know. Okay. So it was like that type of thing. It was like, you know, we're, we're always kind of looking out for each other, you know, right. like and anybody who's, you know, who you run into who's really talented, you always kind of say, well, oh my God, yeah, there was this one guy that I worked with mm -hmm. and you, you try and get their contact information yeah. and see if we can hook them up, you know. Because um, it, it really is a very small industry, yeah, as you absolutely. know, you know. So, um, but yeah, so that was my first taste of, of uh, CG animation in London and then Disney was Very good. So you worked with Eamon on that, that yeah. company yeah yeah it was like for five or six months okay. you know and it was, it was fun it was a lot of fun like you go in like every day like what are we going to do today oh make this guy blow up like with a grenade or something you know right. or do this like <laughs> fight scene or whatever it is and it was all in-game play there was no real cinematics at this okay, time right, no you know? okay. um so it was just like animating like whatever was in the actual game and it was cool like you were doing an intro introduction like to uh, beginning actions, the actual action, and then the end action. So, like, we would have a character standing still, mm -hmm. anticipate that would mm -hmm. be the beginning action, yep. and then the run would be the action. the action. And then, like, when you take your hand off the joystick or the keyboard or whatever, the character would come to a stop, yeah. you know, and come to a settle, you know. Very good. So, it was that's awesome. Good. And know? that was so that sounds like it was quite quick in that you weren't like if you can sort of start putting in passing positions, yeah, mid walk and everything. It was it amazing. Like it was really fast sort of so you're not doing this thing of like potentially you came on to later where the sort of the initial high-end cg stuff where there yeah. was a huge lag the, the game stuff was really was fast really because it was very very simple yeah. uh, characters but it was a it was a program written by this one guy andrew spencer he wrote it himself like this oh, actual okay. software wow. and it was amazing like we were kind of going my god like if if, if that technology was uh, you know around it's today yeah. like if it kept increasing like i mean i think like for doing very very subtle animation like the math wasn't amazing okay, right. like it, it kind of jitter a little bit oh, yeah, but okay, like yeah. for doing big actions like fight scenes and running and all that stuff it was cool excellent you and know? do you think that helped you then sort of get into cg whereas supposing you had been doing john and then you'd gone to a sort of a huge clunky program right do you think that would have put you off a bit more do you think it helped or do you think it doesn't I, really matter I, you were I your think, heart was no i think it, anyway? it probably did give me a really good taster for it no i think you're right because there it wasn't such of a technical hurdle yeah. then from when we actually jumped onto like alias wavefront's power animator yes you know? okay which was like in many ways worse than what andrew spencer like had, had right. written, you know. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, to me anyway, because like you could do everything pretty much like with this simple program, mm -hmm. animation-wise. Maybe mm -hmm. the characters weren't as okay. complicated, but it it, uh, it certainly like allowed us to animate very very freely, yeah. you know. Uh, whereas when we went to Alias Wavefront, like it seemed like like there was weights put on our on our, <laughs> on our arms, you know. Like we couldn't like do certain things, and you have to 
run inverse kinematics otherwise your character would explode oh, and then God. run back to zero you know <laughs> it was it was very very strange but but we got through it you know the first uh show that we animated was uh, the steadfast tin soldier okay so that's from the from fantasia, fantasia 2000, 2000 yeah. yep yep and it took i mean it was, i don't know it's probably like seven minutes long and it took about a year to animate wow. like seven minutes and because the program was so slow i mean yeah. i i think if the program was running at top speed it mm. would have been it would have been way faster right, you know course. we would have yeah, been yeah. in and out like in, t in a few months you know <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah, the the program just wasn't up to up to scratch, you know. So we we fought it every day, you know. Yeah. I mean, there was shots like where we'd have to animate the tin soldier, you know, jumping around, and you'd have to have straight legs like to do a nice jump, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah, of course. To go like from the and squash. he's I mean he's a tin soldier, right? Yeah. he's a toy <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> but like for some reason we couldn't ever get like the legs to go completely straight. Like oh, whenever wow. we do it straight, set a key. And then run the inverse kinematics, then run your play blast. Uh -huh. It would come out, the leg would be backwards. It would just be bent. And you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> not again. Like, can I just draw this? You know? <laughs> that must have been a yeah, real sense of that. Yeah. Um, but before even we talk about that, so you had no hesitation in going to the States or anything like that? You no like hesitation to... whatsoever. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it was like handed like your dream job on a silver platter. Well, that's it. So that's the flip side is like suddenly you've got this you're working for Disney. I don't know if that was an aspiration you had in college. I, I mean, don't think it was even a, a realistic aspiration, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I mean, I, I, we were asked, like, when we were in college in third year, where do we see ourselves in five or ten years? And I think I said, in five years, I'd like to be, like, an assistant animator or something like that. Right, in ten yeah. years, I'd like to be an animator. Mm -hmm. Well, like, here's Disney, like, you're an animator. Come on, let's wow. go. Like, and that's, that's like amazing. two years or whatever, you Excellent. know. Wow, yeah. that's fantastic. And then... So what was it like to arrive there in Burbank, I presume? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it was in Los Angeles, but then like we went to Burbank and right into the studio. I mean, a bit of a culture shock because yeah. everything was so big and everybody was so nice and like everything just seemed to run very, very smoothly. And right. there wasn't, there didn't seem to be any chaos, you know, like where you, you would have that sort of, uh, uh, I don't know, like just... Oh, we need to get the shot done. Come on, we, okay, yeah, yeah, you're not going to be able to pay your rent. There wasn't any chaos like that. It was like you got your pay at the end of the week, and you just did what you did, and like there wasn't. It didn't even seem like they were asking for the five feet like usual standard footage at that point, right? You know, so you just did what you could, you know. Okay. Um, but it, it it just seemed like everything was so much more accessible. Okay. Like everything, you know, like getting a car, passing your driver's <laughs> right. test, you know, everything just seems so much easier than in <laughs> Ireland, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, I did like the test once in Ireland, but like they drove, you know, you're driving a little car and they brought me down like these little streets and mm -hmm. you, you inevitably have to clip a curb, you know, to turn the corner, yeah. you know, and you're like, oh, there we go. Can we just go back to the driving school now? You know, because I obviously failed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and was there any then... So what else was going on in the studio at that time? Did you have uh, any interaction with anyone else? Or were you kind of your own little yeah, strange no. CG unit or we something? We were. Like, we were in, like, the old building. Um, like, I think oh, it was, the like, probably one of the, the original. With the Sorcerer's Apprentice hat on it? No, no, oh, that's that's actually the, the feature animation building oh, yeah. that it is now. Mm -hmm. But, like, we were in a really old building before they even made that building. It was uh, 1420 Flower Street. Right. Um, and I want to say, like, that must have been one of the original buildings because... Like, the carpet wasn't all spanking new. Like, it wasn't, like, 
you know, like when it rained, like whenever it rained in California, like it, it was <laughs> yeah. torrential rain, you might have like to have a bucket like in the, oh, well, in the well. corner because it was a really old building, but it was cool, you know, yeah. because we were, we were all just sort of there. Anybody who was making Tin Soldier, we were in this one building, you know, mm -hmm. and then if you want to go talk to somebody who was on pre-production for Dinosaur, right. you'd have to walk down the street to another other okay. building, you know, okay. and then eventually they actually bought... Um, or leased out like this north side building they called it okay. out by the Burbank Airport, and that's where all of CG projects were going to be housed. Okay. And uh, I think they had the secret lab there where they made Kangaroo Jack and Rain of Fire oh, and yeah, okay. a bunch of other CG shows that were not specifically under the the Disney, Disney animation, classics. Yeah, 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 or yeah. Disney classics, like you say. Um, but with they, they were all made in this, un, you know, this sort of north side building which was like a big like a four-story building you know and every room every office like had like a a nice window you know floor to ceiling kind of thing so it was a really nice place <laughs> and then and then we all moved back to to the feature animation building which okay. has a sorcerer's hat yeah uh, which is a, a beautiful awesome building because it then you kind of know like <laughs> all right now we're part of the animation yeah community yeah and not sort of <laughs> shoved outside, off like to the burbank longer. airport you know <laughs> but it was cool you know and that's where like the traditional animation movies are made yes. like hercules and hunchback yes. and all that like at the time tarzan and all mm -hmm. that stuff you know great and so did you like kind of like what we were just talking about there so you're two years out of college now you're a real animator and did you get any resistance to people who had been there 10 years and hadn't, hadn't weren't quite animators yet or anything or you didn't really come in contact with them no, or that kind no, of stuff no it seemed no, like really. the, in cg like there wasn't yeah, really any assistance at that point mm. like we didn't really know I, I don't think that like there was a a pipeline that could actually incorporate assistance into it you yeah, know what i mean course, yeah, like yeah. in like in 2d like you'd have that they would do breakdown or yep. cleanup or whatever yep. but like in cg the beauty of it is sort of you're, you're controlling every single frame yeah, yourself course, you yeah. know mm -hmm. um like there's no real cleanup needed yeah um it was only in the later movies that we had to do cleanup like if there wasn't a controls on a character okay that you couldn't get a specific thing a shape or a cloth simulation or yep. a hair simulation that they would have like a separate apartment for that oh, okay. and that would be sort of like i guess the equivalent of like a system yeah, work, I guess you so. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. or you know i don't know i mean but it would be like a different uh, it'd be sort of like a different thing that happened after animation before it got cut into the movie you know mm -hmm. So, I mean, you couldn't even call it assistant work, really, because it was sort of like their own thing. Yes. Yeah, know? exactly. They're yeah. sort of, yes. Yeah, They're specialising in simulations. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, Tin Soldier uh, gets finished, and then, yeah, you're staying on, so what's what's the next thing at Disney? Or did you, at that point, look around, or there was no question? It was like, you're no, stay no there. question. They, was, they were sponsoring yeah. your visa or something, right? They, they were, were sponsoring yeah, okay. the visa, so you, you were owned by Disney. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, you could not look elsewhere for anything. Um, until, like, I got, I got actually applied for the diversity lottery while I was there okay. and I got it the first time I was like yay cool okay so that was the year 2000 and um, but like I wasn't really looking elsewhere to be yeah, honest sure way, I was loving it you know everything was great and um, we had <clears throat> after Tin Soldier we um, we went and started developing uh, well we you know Dinosaur was in pre-production okay and then so straight from Tin Soldier right onto Dinosaur where uh, myself, Eamon Butler, and Doug Bennett actually worked on mm -hmm. it too, on the Crone team. And okay, then this great. is where we were trying to do some specific things that were not really inherent in the dinosaurs at that time. 
Okay. Uh, like, I mean, not dinosaurs like prehistoric times, yes. just dinosaurs like in the actual production. Right. Um, like, we wanted to get like really big squash and stretch, like double envelope type shapes okay. with a mouth, you know? And they weren't like the program, I mean, the program itself, like, like didn't allow for it. Like, we actually, actually had to write like extra modeling stuff okay. in there to make it work. Oh, you know? right. Okay. Um, I mean, Eamon really designed the whole thing. And then once we were kind of working on it, then everybody wanted that sort of like facial setup okay. because it really gave like an extra, rather than a puppet talking, yeah, it, yeah. it really felt like flesh, like mm. and we could actually blow, you know, and, and it felt right, you know. Yeah. It felt more like as if we were going to draw it, like in, and the, the mouth shapes and the lip sync were easier to actually do, you know, yes. this way because then we had full control over the mouth and the cheeks and yeah. the eyes and everything. Um, but then, like, you know, Bruton, like, Crone's brother, uh, like, when he was set up, like, yeah, Dick Sondag worked on that character. He said, okay. oh, I want it to look like this, you know, like, Crone, <laughs> you know. We're like, okay, cool. Excellent. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, and that was, how was that as a production that was already That was still? brilliant, yeah. yeah. I mean, because I've always wanted to do something um, that's different to the one before. Like, mm. so you're broadening yourself as, a, as an animator. So this was as close as I got to visual effects, creature yeah, animation. Yeah, because it's know? quite realistic, isn't it? Yeah, relatively yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we worked with, with real live-action plates yeah. that were shot, and then they, they, they had the characters uh, composited on top of that. Um, so it was as close as I got to, to doing, um, you know, that creature kind of stuff, you mm -hmm. know. And I still want to do more of that. I'd love to work on something like a Transformers or something yeah. like that where it's completely different to anything I've ever done before, yeah. but still it's animation, you know? Of course, yeah, yeah. So yeah, anything yeah. To, to broaden my horizons, like, and you'll always learn from every production that you have to yes. work on. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. on that one, like, I really learned quadruped animation, like inside <laughs> yeah. and out, you know? Um, and then, like, I got to do some cool fight shots with the Carnotaur, you know, okay. that was kind of neat to do. Um, they were cut. They were actually cut out of the movie because we were getting a little too violent. Oh, with it, you know, <laughs> I thought you were going to say that actually. <laughs> <laughs> but they went for the love scenes instead. Like you know, everyone wants to see the dinosaurs do. making out and not the dinosaurs <laughs> fighting. You know, <laughs> realistic. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, is that still Power Animator? Mm -mm. No, we switched over to Softmage. Okay. Uh, for uh, for dinosaur. And then for the facial animation, which was kind of a weird thing because Softimage at that point didn't really have a good facial setup, uh, we actually went to a, a thing called Mugshot, which eventually okay. I think turned like sort of like into Maya, you know? Oh, right, okay. Um, so when we were doing the body animation, we would animate it in Softimage, then we'd have to export it out okay. and bring it into this program called Mugshot right. and then start working on the facial from there. Okay. And Mark Swain, uh, another uh, tech guru guy, um, like... I think he helped write Mugshot, oh, well, you know, which is right. really cool because like, it, it really helped just to get like a nice feel from the facial animation, yeah. you know. And how did you find that? Did, was that a pain in the ass or was that? Because I've kind of seen your workflow that we were talking about today. In fact, yeah. it doesn't seem like they'd be that alien to you in some way. No, no, it was totally fine because yeah. I, I would always do the facial as a separate pass anyway. anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean, it just it was an extra step. Like it took time. Yeah, did you have to export and yeah and import? And that didn't take that much time. Like so, it didn't really. I mean, it was always when, when you're going back and forwards. That's the, yes, that's, that probably was the kind of retakes thing. and things like that. Yeah, so. when you have to rework the body and then you export it out and bring that facial animation oh, yeah, back okay. on there, like that type of thing was got a bit bothersome. But it, we got it done. It was it was it wasn't really an issue after after a few a few shots that we had to do. You know, so no, great, not, not a problem. Cool. The next thing I have written down here is theme park. <laughs> oh yes, the theme park productions. They were cool because. Uh, we were doing uh, the genie in CG yeah, I heard and, in, and in 3D, and it was for Tokyo Disney. 
And it was the first time that we'd ever done real broad squash and stretch mm. characters. Because um, a genie is probably the broadest character oh, in the entire Disney canons, right? Changes the whole Yeah, everything. yes. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, the, the rig that we had for that, it, it, it probably wouldn't have been feasible to do a feature film with it because it was kind of slow. Okay. And you were literally putting a key on every single frame. Yeah. Well, just to get the style of the genie of animation. I mean, you sort of have yeah. to, yeah. Yeah, because the, it was so snappy, but it was brilliant. I mean, to work with Eric Goldberg, you know, that's, yeah, fantastic. Uh, it was like a dream come true. Because like when I was learning animation, mm -hmm. we got like some of his pizzazz. The photocopies. Yeah, yeah photocopies. They did the rounds around some of the colleges, you know. So I kind of, I read these because they seem really they're straightforward great. Um, to and, the point and yeah, yeah and, and like uh, easy to understand you mm -hmm. know like I mean some of the books like the Preston Blair books it, it was good but I didn't quite get that full feature film yeah. feel from them you know mm -hmm. but his stuff like it just seemed so easy to understand like okay this is on twos this fast action put it on ones you know yeah you know slow in slow outs you know and, and it just seemed very straightforward yeah, you know yeah but when I saw Eric go for the first time I had the notes with me. I said, there you go. Now you taught me how to animate. You know? <laughs> it's you know? all your fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like, he started like, cleaning them up and, started, and came out with the, the crash course. The book, you know? yeah, exactly. You know? yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, there's the notes. That's awesome. It's fantastic. It is because they really are, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Um, so that must have been a brilliant change of pace. So you've gone from realistic-ish yeah, dinosaur dinosaurs to yeah. the most... Broadest, broadest cartoony cartoon character, character ever. Yeah. yeah. And no, that was, it was, it was excellent. So I was like the animation supervisor on that one as well, which oh, was great. like, a, it was a bit of a promotion for me, you know. Yes, okay, so on Dinosaur, you're sort of just an animator, animator or yep. lead animator yeah, yeah. under Eamon supervising, yep. is it? Yep, yep. Okay. Super, yeah, Eamon was the supervisor on that one. Myself and Doug were animators on it. Very good. And then uh, the, the Genie Project was awesome. It was called Magic Lamp, and um, it, was, it was awesome. I mean, because <laughs> you really did know the style of animation yes. that he was going, going for, in, and yeah. he gave us a really good roadmap to follow. Like he would have for, I guess it was like seven or eight minutes, he would have about 400 drawings that wow. you do. And it was perfect. Wow. Like, I mean, each one of the drawings was absolutely perfect. Wow, that's proper old school, like yeah. Chuck Jones Chuck kind Jones. of yeah, exactly. style. Exactly. I mean, he, you know, like we had to solve the animation around the poses, but those poses were amazing for us. Like even for rigging the character, we kind yeah. of go, okay, well, here he's got his head like in the middle of his chest, okay, mm -hmm. and then here he's got a really long neck and here he's got biceps and a forearm <laughs> and here he's got like completely straight arms and here he's got like the hands sort of detached and placed on the bottom mm -hmm. of the wrist, you know, like so he could do a high five. Just really good graphic stuff, you yeah. know. But he would kind of go, okay, well, we need to detach the hands, detach the head, like, you know, and like basically sculpt like most of the poses. Right. Um, so we came up with like different like wire deformers and uh, wrap deformers and okay. stuff like that just so we could get like the shapes that we needed, you know. Excellent. But it was awesome. But th that was sort of one of those things that like it really pushed the envelope on animation to that mm -hmm. to that point, you know. Excellent. I mean, you have to go to Disney Disney Tokyo Seas. That's what I was going to say. It, you can't see it, can you? Know? you or anywhere you might be able to see it on YouTube. Really I don't know. Probably. You know? Cool. So. Uh, so how did you, because this was something you kind of vaguely mentioned today, uh, someone just recommended you for that job or you had met Eric already or? No, um, I was going, there was, there was two projects that was going on. Right. Um, there was Magic Lamp and then like around the same time they were in pre-production for a movie called Wildlife, not, not to be confused with The Wild. Okay. This was Wildlife, this was going to be uh, Disney's first 
all CG uh, feature. Okay. Um, so there's no live action, no no nothing like that. Oh, right, it's okay. all CG. Mm-hmm. But they just could not get the story together, you know. Uh, so okay. I was doing Magic Lamp, like in the meantime, you know, waiting uh, for that okay, that show to okay. happen, and then the show never happened. Okay. You know? All right. So, okay. So I went from that, and then I worked on another theme park production because okay. I had so much fun on that one, you know. Yeah, and then enough. the other one was uh, for um, uh, Disneyland Florida. It was Disney World. Okay. Um, it was called Mickey's Philhar Magic, and that one was uh, oh, yeah. it was a little bit more tricky because um, it was Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and like mm. a bunch of the classic characters in CG, and I never liked the look of the them in CG because yeah. they were kind of like 2D cheats, especially, especially Mickey. Mickey Mouse, the ears and everything. The the ears, that the snout, like his mouth, you know, the whole thing was more of a, a uh, like a 2D cheat. Right. Like even in 2D, like you know, you had to change the shape of him. Like yes. when he's going from yes. like from front on to side to three quarters, yeah. you know, they changed and the ears just kind of floated around the head. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a difficult one. Um, and even like, you know, they had Ariel in there as well. Right. And, Man, you know, to try and do Ariel's hair in CG, yikes! Just looked, it, it didn't look the part at all. Right. Glenn eventually came in and took over, and then sort of drew out like what he wanted Ariel to look like, and right. then they 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 re uh, jiggered the animation like to make it work, you know. Okay. But still, I I don't think it actually worked uh, that well. Okay. I think the only character I loved out of that show was Lumiere. Because he's oh, made right. for it. Lumiere, of the course. candlestick. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's made for it. I guess he's metallic and he's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He's but Nick Ranieri, uh, he animated some of the shots with him because he was the lead animator. He must have been lead on, on yeah. Beauty and the Beast, yeah. And, and he wanted to learn how to do CG at that point as well. So he had fun with that. You know? okay. It was cool like just seeing him animate his character from 2D <laughs> into <laughs> CG. You know? And it was, of course, on model. You know? Of course. Because of course <laughs> he, was, he was part of it. You know? So that was great. Awesome. And then they had other characters like uh, the Lion King and Aladdin and Jasmine. Okay. But again, I just didn't feel like they had yeah. the, the good quality in CG mm-hmm. to that point. Now, I mean, we were talking mm-hmm. this is pre The Incredibles. Right? Mm-hmm. This is like when humans were still at the Toy Story level. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah, they yeah. Weren't, yeah. They weren't the greatest looking characters yeah. ever, you know. Yeah, yeah. So. But it still must have been nice to animate Mickey Mouse, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, I didn't actually animate him because yeah, okay. I, I was more like the animation supervisor on that. Uh, yeah. uh, Ralph Palmer... Um, animated some Mickey Mouse on that, and then Mark Austin uh, animated like the the final uh, shot with Mickey and Donald. You know, so it was cool. I mean, there was some great animators on the show, uh, but uh, I still feel like that one kind of did miss the mark on, on, on some some points. You know, on some level of animation skills. You know. Uh, so was the next thing Chicken Little. Chicken Little, yeah, Chicken Little was the next thing out of the out of the gate, which was an awesome show. It was mm-hmm. great. Um, uh, we we had actually started off with Chicken Little as a girl. Okay. I thought like was really adorable. Yeah, I can uh, see I thought that. it was really nice. Um, I don't. I, I I'm not sure if I should mention like who the voices were. It does I guess it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> uh, but but uh, anyway, uh, Michael Eisner came in and said I think it ought to be a boy. But we had already been animating. Oh, like what? like three really? sequences already like in That's the crazy. in the in the can you know. Uh, but we had to kind of like halt you know put the brakes on and then go right back to story with that one so it was like six months downtime oh right. you know so we, we actually we, we didn't sit on our laurels like mm-hmm. we just kind of went and said okay let's do some test animation like with just different voices like okay. for chicken little mm-hmm. most of it was just for fun because right, you know? okay. i did jack nice. nicholson like you know <laughs> <laughs> you know and it was like a line from the shining or whatever Excellent. you know and like some other people did like you know, i don't know it was just awesome it was just it was just really fun 
Um, but it was cool because we, we kind of animated like to see what voices would actually come out. And hmm. um, they eventually ended up with Zach Braff, who was amazing. Yep. You know. Yep. Um, so like he was the like one of the fastest talkers I've ever heard. You know? <laughs> I know Irish people talk fast, but he like he, he's on another planet like as yeah. far as speed goes. You know. And lip sync, like, was like, oh my god, like, yeah, you're like, <laughs> you're like, oh my. and it's really clear, like, the way he talks wow. as well. So mm-hmm. it's fast and clear, and you're like, okay, which shapes do I? Oh yeah, exactly. You know, what do I favor here? Out, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, so it doesn't look like a chatter mouth, you know. So was that a supervisor role that you had? Yeah, like? yeah, I supervised that character. Oh, yeah. very good. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. So what was the? Uh, what do you feel was the sort of takeaway from Chicken Little? Oh, well, I mean, there were so many different little things that we did on that character. Um, like, there was huge shots. Like, I mean, myself and Nick Ranieri, who mm-hmm. uh, supervised uh, Chicken Little's dad, like, we had this, like, I want to say the, the shot was about a minute and a half long. Like, it was like, it was like 2,000 frames. It wow. was crazy long. Yeah. And, like, uh, you know, he started the shot because, you know, we kind of overlapped on it. And then I came in at the end and, and did Chicken Little with it. And it was it was cool just to animate, like for that length of a shot. Yeah, it was insane, you know. And I loved the uh, there's parts in the story like where you would just like be silence, you know, like mm. he wouldn't be talking, they'd be mm-hmm. just like emoting. You know? Yeah, nice. Um, so I loved that, you know. Um, but then like you, you kind of get into like just animating the character for who he is, and like and trying to get all those dialogue pieces like with Zach's voice, and mm. you know, trying to find like the idiosyncrasies, like because he had. He had no pupils, like he just had blacks, eye blacks. He doesn't, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, like yeah. to make him actually think and look around and like he couldn't do eye darts. Yeah. Because like the whole feather head would actually move. Yeah. Um, but like it just kind of, you find different solutions for it. Like, and it, it, it so was So well, yeah, what kind of tricks, because I was doing the same thing this, like last year I was doing the short film with a skeleton and he hasn't got pupils either. It was like, I think we ended up leaning on the eyebrows quite yeah, a lot. Is absolutely. That kind of thing uh, that's did? exactly it. Like in shaping them a little bit, like and then sort of like leading the head yeah. in the direction that you wanted him to look in, you know. Um, but you couldn't do an eye dart. I mean, that was yes. it. That was it. Like, oh. <laughs> you know, so you have to keep the eyes alive with the brows and the lids and, you know, that type of thing. And then uh, just doing quick moves with the head so that you could keep that bird feel yes of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 but uh but that was it i mean i, I loved that shot i mean that character was was awesome mm. i think I'd, i probably had the most fun on that show just because yep. we, we were blasting through the footage and like the, working with mark dindle and yeah, you know it was, was, was great too you know because he, he just had a blast i mean he just loves animation he really does stop, i mean know? yeah i remember uh like cats don't dance is yeah. amazing oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> fantastic so and you can kind of um, you can see that sensibility it is very again mm-hmm. squashy and stretchy and bouncy yeah. and that kind of sort of exactly yeah like you say kind of fun <laughs> it is yeah yeah <laughs> there was nothing realistic about it there's nothing that would ever strike the uncanny valley or anything yes. like that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all about like just have and make make it entertaining. You mm. know, mm-hmm. you know, have fun with it. Like make sure the character is appealing and and then uh, and then just have fun. Great, know? great. So again, yeah. Apologies if it seems like we're just darting through your career here, but no, we have no. a certain amount of time. Absolutely. But, yeah. So, uh, meet the Robinsons. Is it the next one, or are you doing tests for Rapunzel? Or I was. Yeah, we were doing mm-hmm. tests for Rapunzel. Um, and then it, we, we, we kind of like, I mean, it was more of like a ha- all hands on deck, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, myself, Tony Smead and Shaggy Hornby were doing tests for Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, okay, everybody needs to get on to, to meet the Robinsons to help them finish it. You okay. know? So that, that was like, we were just kind of taking off pre-production okay. and then working so on, on meet the Robinsons. So it was, it was more like of a, of just an animator role, just mm-hmm. get in, get it done and then, and then move on, you yeah. know? And then, like, there was um, 
right after that was going to be American Dog. Okay. Which later turned into Bolt. You yes. Know, okay. Uh, different director. You know, um, Chris Sanders was like um, oh, the creator of American Dog, yeah. and then he yeah. left, and then it, it got changed into into Bolt. And at that time, for me, Disney seemed like it, it was starting to go a little shaky. Right. You know, because it, it felt like we didn't have enough time to pre-produce anything. You know? okay. So, like, we were taking off pre-production of Rapunzel, mm-hmm. you know, putting on to meet the Robinsons, then we didn't have pre-production time for American Dog, right. and then we didn't have pre-production time for Bolt. Okay. So I felt like, oh, man, we we got to get out of this vicious circle. Yeah. You know? At least for myself, mm. I wanted to get out of it. Um, so I actually um, called up DreamWorks and okay. said, uh, you know, you do you know, guys do pre-production? Do you guys do pre-production? <laughs> do, you, do you like actually animating? I don't know. It looks like you have quality in there, you know. So, um, yeah, no, actually, like, within about, like, an hour and a half, like, I had an offer on the table, wow, you know, fantastic. like, of, like, wanting to supervise on Monsters versus Aliens. Brilliant. And I was like, ah, I can't pass it up, you know. And it's good because, it was, like, Disney was really my first feature CG experience, you know, so I really yes. did want to uh, experience other companies yes. and see how it all runs and everywhere else, you yeah. know, um, like not just be, you know, pigeonholed like as an animator in yep. Disney and just like that was it. Yeah. Yep. So, That's yeah, so, so I took the job with DreamWorks and loved it. Like, I mean, we made so many movies like in such short space of time. I mean, DreamWorks um, has a great pipeline. I mean, okay. they just they don't. It seemed like we didn't do any overtime whatsoever. Wow. Like, but wow. we made in six years, I made like seven movies. You wow. know, uh-huh. like it's just kind of going from one to the mm-hmm. next and helping out like on a couple of others. You know, mm-hmm. um, but it was so much fun. Like, and every one of them had a different style. Yeah, you know, you go from monsters versus aliens to mm-hmm. Shrek. Yep. you know, then to uh, oh, what was after that? Mega Mind. Mega Mind, maybe. Yeah. You know, yeah. then I was doing pre-production for Shadows, a little bit, like a little test animation for a movie called Shadows, which it. it um, I think it's it's probably shelved right now. Like I was going to say, story. is that do you know? Yeah. Or I, I'm not sure if it's going to be made or not. I mean, like at the at the time, it the story had some issues, okay. and Mark Dindle was was working with it, and then uh, he left, and then I went to help out on Crudes, okay, and then Turbo, and then and then I left basically. But I, I did some work on Madagascar Three as okay. well, so there was like a fun amount of movies and Kung Fu Panda Two as well. Fantastic. You know. Cool. But um, just to backtrack a tiny bit, so I just wanted to ask about, yeah, you're saying you're doing development on Rapunzel, yeah. which became Tangled. Yeah. And was there something about, as well, you were doing on, uh, what was Frozen called before it was called Frozen? Uh, uh, Snow Queen? Snow Queen. I did. Were you sort of Jeez, I did. How did you know that? Uh, I, I did, like, a couple <laughs> of tests, like, uh, with a, a prince character in for Snow Queen. Um, and this is when Dick Sondag and Dave Getz were, were going to be the directors on it. Okay. And it, it was very, very different. I mean, <laughs> right, yeah. unbelievably different. But, but it was fun. Like, and, and sometimes you would actually go and you get to, to do these little tests like on, on, on shows that may or may not yeah, make of course, it. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was cool. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. So is that, again, I, I, yeah, I've sort of answered. Is that a different process to a feature than this sort of pre-production doing tests? Are you, you have more of the director's ear or not so much? Or it's, it's kind of the same no, I mean, you just kind of, you get asked, like, would you like to do, like, a, a test, like, for this character here, okay. and here's the test, and they, they would have it storyboarded okay. out. And they go, yeah, that looks cool, okay. let's give it a shot, you know? And they would, they, I think they would more do it, like, as a package to get it greenlit, you know? Okay, so they might yeah. have some story, real okay. backgrounds done, and here's a few little animation tests, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, give that to the, the execs, like, to see if it's a yay or a nay, you know? Yeah. And at that point, I don't think it... it um, I don't think they had the story straight on that one. I'm not sure. 
Okay. I mean, I wasn't involved with it for that long. It was only Christ. maybe three weeks. Oh, know? okay. So it wasn't that long at all. But I, I just remember it being fun, you know? Yeah. You know, and it's always fun, like, just to have a little bit of a change, you know, mm. rather than being stuck on a feature mm-hmm. for a couple of years, you know. And, yeah. and at that time, we were spending a couple of years on each feature. Yeah. You know, so it was cool, so like, just nice to take a breather. little break, you know. Excellent. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, okay, so let's talk about DreamWorks then. So you make the move to DreamWorks. So how is that? So in terms of, we'll talk about the movies a little bit, but in terms of, sort of the differences between Disney and DreamWorks, you said they had a potentially better pipeline or a very good I, pipeline? I, I mean, I just felt like they they had their ducks in a row, like with every movie that they made. So this is like, like when you first arrived at Disney, you thought, oh, these guys have it all figured out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then like you kind of get into the story issues, like I was saying, like and, and then like a story that would be starting to get made, like and then they would take it out of production. I'm like, oh, what's happening? Like, yeah. I mean, does this mean we're working? We're not working? Like, right. you know, there'd be so much downtime. But DreamWorks, it seemed like it to roll from one movie to the next movie. You okay. Know? And they were all so different, you know, mm. uh, like Monsters vs. Aliens with Bob, like, and they, yep. they, they put in some great rig development on that character. Okay, great, yeah. And like the president and General Mongo and all that. And mm-hmm. It was fun. It was just a fun show. And then like you get on like and you do Shrek, which is completely different. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. The, the fourth like movie. Um, right. Like where I went to do like, you know, some kind of subtle animation, like in some broad mechanics animation, but more naturalistic. Yes. And yes. then like the cartoony stuff. Mm. And then and then you hop over and you, you start doing Mega Mind, which is again is totally different, you yeah. know. Um, so it was just so much fun, like to jump from one style to the next, and you d- you never felt stale. Yes. You never felt like you were sitting around doing nothing. There was yeah. always work to be done, and mm-hmm. it just kind of got done. Great. Like you weren't like, oh man, we got to do six months of straight overtime on this, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so it was great. Like you had your family life, you know, you yeah, everything good. was getting done, and you and you just started like moved on like to the next movie. Great. You know? Sounds good. And then in terms of like, because, yeah, uh, did it, in terms of the people, does it feel slightly, you hear this, that DreamWorks is slightly more European studio, it seems to be a lot more. Yeah, I'd say like um, like half the staff seem to be like from, French. Yeah, from Or, or from Canada yeah, or, yeah. you know, uh, which is. Does uh, that give a certain, a different ethos, a sort of atmosphere or not so much? I don't think so. I mean, I, I never felt one way or the other, yeah. to be honest. Like I never didn't get along, yeah, you know, yeah, or yeah, never felt like, oh, well, this is a great community you know yeah, yeah, and yeah. i just felt like everyone was there to make like the best job they could out of the, out of each movie and mm-hmm. um, it never felt like oh my god this atmosphere is terrible mm-hmm. you know it never felt like that on any movie yeah definitely whereas like there was like some hints of that like when we were doing chicken little because at that time like they were you know killing 2d and i was like oh, course, 2d was over you know mm-hmm. and then if you didn't get a job in cg or you didn't make the you're cut the like you're out the door and right. it's like my God, I mean, how could they not feel yeah. bad, you know, yeah. or make, like, the atmosphere, like, yeah. you know, like, unbearable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, uh, but I never felt that way at DreamWorks. Yeah. You know? they, they felt like, okay, we're making CG movies, and, and let's make them, you know, mm-hmm. and let's go from one to the next. And, like, whatever the, their timing is, like, it all seemed to fall right. beautifully in a row, you know. Mm. And then if you were out of work on one show, then you would just kind of pick up a little bit and then, run back like to the to the show that you were on you know yeah. like if there was an all hands on deck weekend or something like right. that so it seemed like it was great Ooh. and are you supervising all the time at DreamWorks then, N- well I was supervising on a, on a few of the shows on the last two I didn't like on Cruise and Turbo I just helped out okay because I was on uh, pre-production for Shadows yeah, which I was going to be like a supervisor role on that one but okay. um, so they just wanted us to help out on Cruise while they got the story straight okay 
But, you know, while I was there, it never quite got there. Okay. They were animating a sequence which looked kind of cool, but and they never quite got the story together. Oh, so okay. um, so I, I felt like at that point, it was probably a good time to, to leave, you know, okay. because I felt like, okay, I'm not really crazy about the, the upcoming shows that they were making. Right. Uh, I mean, they were making like sequels, which were, I mean, How to Train Your Dragon's an awesome movie, yep. you know, and so was the second one. Yeah. But I, I didn't feel like I wanted to do another sequel. I felt yeah. like I wanted to do more original yeah. work, you know. Yeah. Well, looking at that list there in front of me, it's like I think you got a really good time with them as well. I mean, yeah. like, Kung Fu Panda's really great. Like some yeah. people would say, like I'm not a big fan of like say Shark Tale or something. Right. I think that was okay. kind of a misfire, and you know, yeah. so there's a couple of the early ones, but like most of those, even Madagascar Three. I remember I was I saw that at Annecy, and I was going in, my arms folded, going, I'm not gonna like this. Yeah. What is this third god money grabbing sons away? And I started laughing, and I just kept laughing, and it's just yeah. it's just like a joyous film, and it just smacks you around the face, and it's yeah. like looks another one that must have been really fun to kind of. It was. It was brilliant. I, 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 because the director is actually the voice of Skipper as well. Okay, you know, okay. so it, it just was. It was fun. You know, there's nothing like Citizen Kane or Battleship Potemkin. Doesn't they? Like, yeah. You know, they're not trying to like, you know, make like a, a super amazing, <laughs> you know, work of art kind of movie. You yeah. know, but they're just trying to have fun and yeah. entertain people. You yeah. know. Um, like I think uh, Rise of the Guardians, they did try to make mm-hmm. something a little bit more serious and. Yeah. You know, and I'm not sure if that one fired off correctly either. You know. Yeah, it's a shame. It, yeah, it wasn't a huge. I really liked it. I, I it loved great. the movie. I yeah, thought the animation was, really was spectacular. Amazing. I thought yeah. they had like amazing control over the characters and the facial expressions. Yeah. And and even some of the designs were really good. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, another question that I kind of did have, sort of about that whole how a feature sort of uh, sort of studio runs, is then do you have like they had in the old days character teams or not so much or it's a bit of. Well, you were saying about Crone, that was obviously a character. Yeah, too. yeah. And, and Chicken, Chicken Little, Little yeah, yeah. Um, but I think all the animators basically animated whatever character. Okay. Um, like that was in a shot. Um, but I think there was... Um, it tended... I mean, if you're really good at some characters, okay. I think it tended to just get you more got of that shots. stuff. Yeah, you know? okay. Oh, yeah, he's really good at doing that. Let's give him more pet stuff or let's give him more mm-hmm. Santa Claus or, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, so I think they... They gravitated, like certain animators gravitated towards some characters, and then the shots tended to go that way. Okay. You know, rather than like, oh no, he's really good at pitch, but let's give him like some other oh, okay. characters. Some you know, sort that, of unofficial. Yeah, teams I think there was an unofficial, exactly unofficial team, but there was supervisors for each of the characters. Each character, okay. Yes. Okay, yeah. cool. and that was your role on several of those films. Yeah. 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 Well, actually, no. Uh, in DreamWorks, they actually went more on the way of sequence work. So okay. you got like a, 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 a uh, okay. team so of animators, and then you you actually supervise the sequence. Ah, so how did you feel about that versus that was character? a little difficult, I have to say, because I, I didn't feel like the the characters like had like their specific um, movements or like expressions yeah. or a way of working or a way of moving. You know, I felt like they kind of all had the same yeah. way of walking, same way of talking. Um, so I didn't feel like they had the specificity about them that they would that have would done get. if they had. And when they went to How to Train Your Dragon, mm-hmm. they did have character leads. Oh, okay. And then so you could see that yeah. Hiccup was Hiccup. You know, Astrid was Astrid. Yeah. You know, like I felt like they did have the specificity of, the, uh, of their acting, you know, down with those characters. And more so than their earlier ones. So now I think they do kind of do a little bit more of the, the character role, mm-hmm. uh, supervisors rather than the sequence role. Yeah. But yeah, was, yeah, exactly. That sort of makes sense to me that it would, yeah, it would be better for the character almost. Yeah, to, yeah. To have a sort of a But like you know, shows like Shrek, um, 
like everybody knows Shrek and everybody knows Donkey, so mm-hmm. they they felt like our model. Okay. But like other characters, you know, I'm not sure if like if they, the continuity was exact, you know, mm-hmm. like Rumpelstiltskin. Which I mean, yeah. I have to take a look at that one again because I felt like he changed a little bit, okay. like from sequence to sequence. Yeah. You know, sometimes I mean, I think like near the middle, like I think. Uh, we kind of went a bit nuts with, with Rumpelstiltskin, like doing skipping and all that right, stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. and then in the earlier sequence, he was a little bit more restrained, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So, right. But I, I got you know, sometimes I, 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 I won't watch a movie, like even like, you know, during production. Mm-hmm. Like I, I kind of want to see it like all fresh with a fresh audience, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. just to appreciate it. But yeah. then like, I, I still can't, I still remember. <laughs> you can't like, unsee it. You know, yeah, I can't <laughs> unsee like the, the behind the scenes stuff, yeah. you know. Excellent. Um, so then the other thing that you kind of vaguely mentioned was that when a new show starts up, it's sort of like a director's picking from the, or whoever, production, I don't know. Yeah. Um, from the sort of team of animators or the sort of pool of animators. Yeah, the yeah, the baseball has. training yeah. kind of so thing. So how does that yeah. work exactly then? That's, well, that's kind of it. Yeah, I mean, it, you kind of, you, you get your pool of animators. So let's say like a DreamWorks, there's probably like 60 animators, mm-hmm. right? Um, and like there's shows coming up and they're, they're trying to staff up those shows and you yes. kind of go, Wow. Okay. So, who's like who's finishing? Who's, yeah. who's like a leadership kind of animator who's going to get promoted? Okay. Or uh, who's really good at doing the more cartoony kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay, get them there. Um, the realistic stuff. Okay, put them over there. You know, okay. that type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so they try to cast uh, in accordance to the the animator strengths. Yes. Um, um, they may have like certain things going on, like in the in the like in the, the management end of things, like where they kind of go, no, you, you have to take this guy because mm-hmm. uh, of the timing of the contract or yeah, whatever okay, it yeah, is, yeah, like course, they run yeah, a picture yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think like they try, if they can, mm-hmm. like try to cast per the animator strengths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, how do you feel? Do you feel that's a good thing or are you feel like you can get pigeonholed that way or you think it's I think, better for the yeah, films? Yeah, I think you or? can. So like, I mean, that's why like I'm always on the side, like just doing my own stuff, like yeah, trying uh, be more versatile as an mm-hmm. animator because I was like, like for a long time, like just doing a lot of the cartoony stuff, mm. you know, like we did have like those two theme park productions, you know, where we're doing cartoony, then Chicken Little was cartoony. Yep. Meet the Robinsons, not quite as cartoony, but mm-hmm. still in the realm, you know? Yep. And then I was like, okay, then DreamWorks, then was great. Then we're doing cartoony, realistic, more super duper cartoony with Madagascar. <laughs> and then yep. go back and, you know, do something a little bit more natural, you know, with yep. the crudes, you know, that type yep. of thing. Um, so I felt like you, you, you could be more versatile um, at DreamWorks than you could at Disney. I felt yeah. like Disney have their style. Okay, okay. And, and, they, and well, like you can yeah, see it kind of like on, on Wreck-It Ralph and... Frozen and even Big Hero Six, like okay. they certain they have a style now right. that they're 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 kind of into. You yeah, know? they're not going to change and go completely yeah. loopy like with the characters. It's true because especially yeah. I think Madagascar is a good uh, example because even the lion lion character like is, Alex, yeah, he's basically pose to pose with almost no in betweens. It would seem. Yeah, yeah, for like some, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Especially for some, and then when, then they would they would flip it like a, and if he's trying to be really subtle like mm-hmm. they'll have those textures in there yes. where yeah, they yeah. will be a little bit more subtle but if he does something really broad like jumping around or whatever yeah. then or doing his, his zoo kind of performance then yeah. he will have like no yeah. no in-betweens you know like, yeah you yeah know, exactly you know. and it's nice that that world because it, it carries through to the the penguins and all that kind of stuff as yeah well, doesn't it yeah. that that world has its own animation language for want of a better term and absolutely it's, it's lovely to kind of see that as again not just the character design is separating but actually yeah the, 
style of animation is kind of yeah it's 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 all in that world and yeah. even the humans in that world yes. have the same sort of uh, style mm -hmm. you know of animation if you like yeah absolutely cool so i just want to talk a little bit about which is a lot we've been talking about today is your process um so and i was one thing i was just sort of not confused by but i was wondering so we talked a lot about live action reference yeah but you also do this thing where you draw in in flipbook yep so which of those comes first or it depends i know it would actually that the, the actual flipbook would come first like or okay. i kind of if i'm not sure what i want to do with the shot and um, if it, if there's something that i just can't figure out like okay if i'm doing a really really subtle shot i don't even know how to compose it okay i'll start drawing it i'll start to just very very scribbly just sort of like draw you know circle crosshairs like in some eyes and a mouth like mm -hmm get the expression, you know, like just even very roughly, just to see what it looks like with that vocal performance coming out of that scribble. Oh, okay, yeah. Because so, I was going to say, you obviously have storyboards, but they're yeah. sort of whatever. Yeah. How, who knows how many? You might get five like poses one. Or you might get one yeah. drawing. Just like a, for a, a draw, happy shot. face or whatever, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, for, yeah. I mean, like if a character's crying or something, like you might just get that one pose, like, okay. and then like they might look off screen left okay. to initiate a cut. Excellent. You know, okay. and so then, that's what you know. You know, this is a mid shot, and yeah. this, and she needs to look left at the end. Right. So let's, like you say, that's it. Yeah, that makes sense to me. That let's see what this voice sounds like coming yeah. out of these. Yeah. yeah. So like, what what's the line? I don't know what the line is. Okay. So, but whatever it is, like you know, uh, I just you know did something for, uh, for I animate like where it's like uh, I have doubts. I have so, so, mm -hmm. such doubts. You know, and it, you have this character crying and emoting. But like, I have no idea what I'm doing with the character yet. I have <laughs> yeah. no idea. And I don't want to just turn on the camera and just say, okay, let me just act. Because mm -hmm. like, then it will just look like me. Yes. You know, I okay, need to kind yeah. of like figure it out in my head first. So I've got a good blueprint of how I want the shot sort of to act. Mm -hmm. But now let's shoot some live action reference mm -hmm. to see how it acts naturally. You mm -hmm. know? And I'll turn on the camera and I'll shoot like maybe five minutes. Like if the shot's... Only ten seconds. Yeah. I might just do one take after another. And you're trying different things. Trying each different time. things just to see what feels natural for the character. And and then I'll take a look at that footage and kinda of go, Oh, okay, there's something about this take right mm -hmm. here. And then I'll do a whole new set of rounds with the reference, like with that in mind and try to hit those beats like with my acting. You know? Okay. And um, but but not constraining myself, like not restraining yeah. myself into that acting, just just sort of like guiding myself, if you will. Like mm -hmm. I know I want to start at pose A and end at pose B yes. where I'm looking stage left, mm -hmm. but how am I going to get there? So I might find like these really nice subtle look off screens back again, you know, not quite looking at the character, then leading with the eyes to look yeah. at the other, other character and then ending with your screen left pose. Mm -hmm. And then by using the live action reference, you, you've you're seeing all this subtlety that you couldn't quite get with your drawings. Yes. You yeah, know, yeah. like, I mean, you're, you're thinking about them and you kind of go, yeah, in this part, it'd be really great to do an eye dart, but yeah. you really don't know yeah, what it's going to look like, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, it, and it's sort of like the same thing that I found when I was trying to do thumbnails yeah. way back when. Like, I would try to draw thumbnails on one sheet of paper and they would end up just sort of looking like little stiff drawings right. that I wasn't sure if they're going to work or not. Yeah. So, like, when I found this flipbook software, digital mm -hmm. flipbook, I felt like I was able to draw a thumbnail type drawing, mm -hmm. like not being possessive over it, yep. not like spending not any to make time, a pretty drawing. not yep. making pretty, not putting it on model or anything. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I was able to see at least these poses relating to each other and playing back at 24 frames per second with the dialogue. Mm 
And now it's like, okay, now I can have an idea yeah. of what it's going to look like. Or is there too many poses? Is there not enough poses? Yeah. Is there too much action going on? Yeah. Is there not enough action? You know, and then I can use that as my blueprint for my my live action reference, if you yeah. will. Yeah, no, um, that's that makes so much sense because I remember because because in college or whatever they say thumbnail, thumbnail, yeah. thumbnail, and then yeah, I don't know who was listening to some sort of interview or something, and I think it was James Baxter who was exactly the same thing, dismissed it out of hand. It's like I don't know how these things relate to each other. Right. I do my my thumbnails big on the paper, right? So I can shoot them and see how they sort of how, relate how they to feel. Each other. Yeah, exactly what you and, said. And like flipping backwards and forwards, it, yeah, it can almost see the next pose or the breakdown yeah. or whatever's happening next it can kind of oh okay i'm going that sort of way so let me continue that action in that way you mm, know? Yeah. And, and it does it does feel more organic like mm -hmm. to to, yeah. to make it work you know and it's sort of you are kind of straight aheading mm. it a little bit you know so you are kind of like leading with one thing and making something else follow mm. but like there is a thought process behind exactly it, yeah, you know? yeah 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 it's right. not like just doing a drawing for the sake of a drawing it's like yes. you're just doing like these poses and seeing like if every pose that you stop on reads as that expression or that acting you mm -hmm. know um so i mean that's that's sort of like where that that drawing thing comes in and it's and it like you say it's not doing pretty drawings it's just trying to find the quickest way possible of getting sort of like an idea from your head onto the screen yeah. so you can visually see it and then kind of go okay now I've got something that I can show to somebody yes. or develop, like for live action reference. Yes, know? exactly. And that was the thing as well, which I thought was really interesting and great. And I was wondering if it happened, again, talking about live action, is that you were saying on Megamind and potentially other yeah. ones, you showed the live action reference to the director. Yeah, yeah. We shot like a whole sequence with the whole team of animators. And it was a, and it was a great sequence in Megamind where uh, Megamind burst through this, this room and this other character, Titan, um, he was trying to mentor, like, to be the next villain, mm -hmm. you know, and he burst into the, the, the room, like, through the wall, like, on top of this this big magic robot, you know, that he developed, you know, <laughs> I don't know how he developed it, but <laughs> it was magic, yeah. but, uh, and then he comes in, he's like, we're you even going to show up, and it was this big dialogue between Titan and Megamind, with tons of acting, like, tons of emoting, big arcs, and then there's a reveal at the very end of the sequence, and like we shot the whole thing live action reference in one day right. and cut it all together. And then the next day we showed it in dailies to the director and Tom just applauded and said wow. it was amazing. You Fantastic. Because the other thing that was, I think, a real uh, revelation even today for a lot of people was this using live action reference, but like yeah. using it correctly. Right. And yeah. not just kind of going, oh, look, there I am kicking a ball. Right. <laughs> Throw yeah. that out the window now. Maya, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and again, it's sort, of, it's sort of like not really copying it frame by frame either. Like you're trying, what you're trying to do with live action references is still find and analyze where the key poses are. Yes, analyze. That's the key, isn't it? I yeah. Think. I, mean, I mean, and they did it back in the day as yeah. well. Like, I mean, like, you know, the dwarves like doing the dancing with Snow White. Like, I mean, they had to analyze a certain dance action yes. to be able to get that nice, believable performance mm -hmm. in there. And like... Peter Pan, I mean, the whole thing was shot live action yeah. reference, but then they didn't just slavishly copy it frame yes. by frame. They had to use it for reference, like to see and be inspired by it and mm -hmm. then get all the spirit of that live action reference yeah. and then go in and plus it yes. with the 2D. I mean, that's the big thing is making yeah. it better than life. You yes. Know? Yeah, Trying to get like, not yeah. just copying it because then it's just going to look like you, yeah. but then you kind of make it like what the character yeah. is supposed to be doing, like in the head of the character and 
you know, trying to like get the bulk of the character, if it's a heavy character or a skinny character, mm-hmm. you know, so you're using that like to get the believability factor yep. and then all the overlapping action and the timing and all that. Mm-hmm. But then you can just take away the live action reference once you've got that information yes. and then start to plus it just with the character and then yep. seeing the arcs and seeing like the overlapping action, seeing what you can plus yep. to make it better than life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And it, like that in, ter- in sort of technical terms is, which I thought was a real sort of uh, revelation to a certain extent, is that so you have your live action uh, reference in flipbook or whatever or yeah. Myers and, and you go in and you go right that's the key that's the key oh look what my arm's doing here mm-hmm. oh oh don't like that foot don't yeah. do that that kind of stuff yeah and that's fantastic because it's really getting into your brain and then you bring that literally into Maya and create your poses yeah. using the using the live reference action as reference as, uh, literally as yeah. reference yeah. and then get your sort of uh, your golden poses down and breakdowns and then chuck yeah. it out and now then it's, chuck out the reference like it's a plus kind of thing. yeah and then like you know I would like tighten up the timing like for any of the slow areas because mm-hmm. if you just copy it frame by frame it will tend to look too slow okay especially if it's a cartoony type character yeah it's going to look a little bit too slow so you will have to tighten up your timing in certain areas like otherwise it'll all feel a bit mushy yes you know yeah, and they used yeah, to talk yeah. about this in in 2d like rotoscoping yeah. if you rotoscope every single frame straight ahead yeah. it's going to feel a bit mushy it's going to yeah. feel too smooth too floaty yeah. you know and you're just not going to get that nice animated feel yeah yeah, you know to get that appeal factor mm-hmm. in there um, so like by doing like your live action reference and then getting the main poses like you would if you were rotoscoping you would just kind of choose your keys and your mm-hmm. breakdowns you know just take the essence of those yes. and then plus it for the character yeah 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 mm-hmm. definitely that was a real yeah sort of fantastic yeah bit to remember I think so I, I guess then uh, there's a couple of other little things I want to talk about before getting on to iAnimate uh did you so you've been animator supervisor did you ever have any sort of uh, ambition or interest in kind of doing directing or moving into story or not so much no or? no never had like uh like to be a director no i never had like the story really to tell you know okay what I mean? yeah no i'd much rather like bring somebody else's vision okay like mm-hmm. to life you know yeah, um the next job that i will be doing it'll be an animation director okay uh, for cinecite in london um, um that'll be starting like in april mm-hmm. um 2015 so that'll be really cool that's that's going to be leading like a whole team of animators sort of like what i was doing um uh for the theme park productions okay yes you know but i still want to animate i still want to do a few shots you that's know, what i was going to say yeah, yeah yeah but i i never want to give up animating because that's mm-hmm. like where i get the juices from really yep. you know um so i want to you know direct the animation like get all the like shooting the live action reference teach people the workflow mm-hmm. and then sort of get their speed up that way mm-hmm. you know because i think it it helps in many ways like not only does it make you faster and um, but it also inspires you like yes. and you start to get like to your your end result much much quicker mm. like and a much more believable way yeah you know it's much more grounded like the animation once you start to work with your live action reference and then show that to the director and then we'll go ahead and finish and polish it off you mm-hmm. know but yeah i've never really wanted to to actually just direct my yeah. own movie you yeah, know yeah yeah um, never really had the aspirations yeah. for it you know no that's great no it's fantastic and i think it's clearly Animation is what you're sort of yeah. cut out to do kind of thing. And kind of, It's yeah, sort yeah. of fantastic. And it seems to me that, yeah, the other thing that you seem to be cut out to do is teaching as well because you sort of, yeah. again, seems to, uh, yeah, it was really fantastic today to see all that stuff and to see, you know, live demonstrations and you'd be surprised how little that kind of happens in sort of a, a teaching environment. Um, so did you get that sort of bug 
early on as well or is something you found out that you liked it or found out that you were good at it or yeah no i i taught for a little bit at, at ballyfermot oh, yeah. um well and this is back i want to say the end of 94 maybe okay. you know um so and while I, you're I, at I did or was that? while you were at while i was at dagda okay, yeah. yeah yeah it was just sort of we were just doing pre-production on people Ogstocken and and then uh, we were doing uh, teaching there you know mm -hmm. so it was just like a few days a week but yeah. i loved it it was it was so inspiring to see what the students were doing mm. Like and then helping them like turn on the light bulbs. Yes, in a yeah, way, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And you see their eyes light up, and you kind of go, "Oh my God, they got it! That's fantastic! Mm -hmm. I love it!" And then like to see like somebody grow, like who wasn't quite getting it yeah. to getting it. Yeah. And then they're just like over the moon because they obviously something I said like or yeah. something I showed or whatever it was uh, struck a, a chord with them, and they yeah. finally understood what we were we were trying to get, mm -hmm. you know. And and then they finally got it as well. So I don't. I, I guess like I, I love teaching, you yes. know, I love anime, I love teaching. So mm -hmm. it, it just seemed like a good uh, stretch for me just to kind of go, OK, you know what, let's let's try and do a lot more of this because yeah. I get a lot out of it myself mm -hmm. and the students obviously get a lot out of it oh. as well. So when did you start doing it with CG? Because it wasn't, it was kind of Jason Ryan animation before it was I yeah, animate or yeah. the two things. That was the first thing. Yeah, Jason Ryan animation was the very first thing mm -hmm. where I wanted to basically just sort of just record myself animating shots and then I would sort of edit out like the the as and the e's and the <laughs> yeah, nose yeah. and all that kind of yep. stuff and the rights and and like any sort of breath and just sort of like just take like the juice from every shot that I was doing mm -hmm. like and show all the important parts without like any of the fluff yeah you know? um and then I did that for I was guess that that was really good like I went on for about a couple of years you know Ooh. so when and, where and, was that while you're at Disney or? Uh, I just left Disney. Okay. Just left Disney. Um, there was a there was a weird story in there, like we kind of scooped over. But um, I, I, I basically told Disney that I wanted to do these tutorials, and they were like, "Oh yeah, it's great, it's great, it's great." Right. You know, but like we want you to sign this of course, uh, Disney. contract. You know, so <laughs> so did they, they were gonna have they ownership they, of or something. Were well, they, they were. were yeah, of... they basically said, you know, in you know, sh no short words, sort of like that they wanted the power to turn it off. If it felt right. like it was interfering with my work or, you okay. know, that they could actually own it, you know. So yeah. I was like, ah, it's not going to be on Disney time. It's going to be my yeah. own character and, you know, and all the rest of it. So I just, I didn't agree to it, you know. Okay. And that's sort of like why I gave DreamWorks the call, yeah. you know. Um, but but Jason Ryan Animation was like the recorded tutorials. And then I got emails, you know, saying, oh, we'd love to see you just do something live, you know. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. And I was like, ah, how am I going to do that? Like, because, you know, you guys are all in different countries. Yeah. And then um, a friend of mine from Australia, uh, Frank, he uh, recommended GoToWebinar, okay. which was a company that like allowed me to have up to a thousand students watching wow. my desktop at any one time. Fantastic! And I was able to have these two-hour-long live demonstrations. Brilliant! And then it just sort of like escalated from there, where people started to send me work to critique. Okay. And yeah. I was like, all right, now I'm starting to get like overwhelmed. Yeah, exactly. You know? This so is becoming a full-time job. Kind yeah, of yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, so uh, and this, I mean, I I took like three months off before you know after Disney and before DreamWorks okay. to do the tutorials. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, all this stuff was starting to happen, like, while I was at DreamWorks. So I was, like, um, talking to some guys at DreamWorks and say, hey, you know, what about, like, doing our own animation workshops? Like, not at school, but, like, workshops. I didn't want to have grades. I didn't want to have um, any sort of anything that would tie back the way we wanted to teach animation. Okay. And it seemed like by becoming a school, you have to have grades. You have to have yeah. this. You have to have that. And it just seemed like a, a lot of red tape. Yes. You yeah, know? Exactly. And I just wanted to call them workshops. So that way we can teach the way we want to teach. 
you know, not just sort of uh, give a person like an A if they didn't deserve an A, like, an, and then they just sort of become more concentrated on the grade rather than getting the quality exactly. of their animation yeah. up, you know? So I just wanted to do that. I just want to have like a set of workshops that we could teach animation yeah. the way we want to teach it. And it's not like we wanted people to start from workshop one and go all the way to seven. Right. You basically come in at the level that you're at now. Mm, okay. So let's say you were in uh, games for 15 years. Okay. Your body mechanics are probably excellent. Yeah. Yes. So I don't yeah. want you to starting off like with some beginner, like mm. doing like bouncing ball kind of stuff. Because right. you already know that, you yeah. know, and two things are going to happen. Like the, you're going to get bored and frustrated yeah. and you're going to leave. And then the, the other person who's a beginner is going to get a little bit frustrated that they're not getting it as quickly as, as you are. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then they, they'll probably leave too. So I want to keep <laughs> beginners with beginners, intermediate with intermediate. Yeah. And then just basically get you into the right workshop to push your level forward, mm -hmm. you know, rather than letting you stagnate in something that you already know. Yes. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that's, I mean, that's why we designed these workshops like I animate. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. So I got like a bunch of instructors that loved animation as much as I did. Excellent. So these they're guys are all, all working with it. DreamWorks and yeah, they're all Disney, you know, DreamWorks, you know, yeah, Pixar, yeah. like a bunch of guys here that were just like, okay, yeah, we'd love to teach, and you know, pay them a certain rate, you know, per per the amount of students. They have their class of eight or nine students, and they they're their supervisor. You know, wow. They lead them like through the assignments, mm -hmm. check them out, like go through their animation frame by frame, record all the the lectures and their mm -hmm. Q and As, and then. The students get the the lecture paths, you know, so mm -hmm. they, they don't have to sit there and take notes. They can just watch the recording later on, like to see yeah. what kind of notes they got. And it's 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 kind of like a really cool dailies environment, you yeah. know, because yeah. all the students are there when you're getting your own work critiqued. Okay. So they're learning from your successes yes. and, and mistakes too, yeah, you know. Yeah. So everybody's kind of like community learning, you know, mm -hmm. and it's I I love it, you know. I mean, and it's that sort of community that that helps inspire me as well because because yeah, okay. these are people that are they're not under a studio yeah like they're not like being given like a restricted shot where you have to do exactly this to this right. exact dialogue yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know you come up with the creative yourself and this is where like like it, the beautiful things start happening you know yeah. where you kind of go my god look at them they're, they're animating feature <laughs> level shots you know yeah, yeah. And, and they're just like like sort of like in workshop three and four you know and mm -hmm. it's like oh my god like we're, we're either teaching them way too well you know, <laughs> or, or like we're doing something really good you know no no it's and that's awesome and we, we love it you know it's so. fantastic and it's an amazing opportunity to get critiques from people who are sort of the best in the business and who are working you in know the on the, in yeah. the industry but also like DreamWorks and Pixar and Disney, like the best yeah. sort of part of the industry as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's sort of no, I mean, we, we like to give honest feedback. It's yeah. not like we're <laughs> yeah. not just going to go, oh, you're doing a great job. Oh, it's fantastic. And then you come at the other end and you don't know how to animate. Yeah. Like you actually have to reach a certain level okay. by the end of the workshop. I and mean, it's not a grade level, it's a quality level. Yes. And you have to feel confident in yourself that you feel like you're able to tackle the next workshop, mm -hmm. you know? So we kind of have like these little uh, twelve-week progress reels that like all the students do, okay. and I just want to see that they're getting it, like that. Yeah. Okay, there is a progression. Yes. Like, and yes. you kind of go, yes, all right, cool, you got it there. That's excellent. Might need a little bit of polish, which will happen in the next workshops, you know. Yeah. So like we're really teaching them how to become professional animators. Like mm -hmm. by workshop seven, if you graduate workshop seven, you're at a professional level. Well, I mean, yeah. there's no doubt about it, you know. Yeah. And it's just a matter of like maybe you have to kind of go back through your reel. And kind of go, okay, yeah, I want to plus all these yes. shots to the level that yes. I'm at now, yeah, you know, yeah, rather yeah. than 
having stuff that you did. Like That's right. A, I might redo that one from Workshop 3 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm doing the same thing myself. Yeah. Like even, I mean, everyone is. All, like, yeah, exactly. all my Disney work that I did, like, is not on my reel because right. it's all done pre, like, when I feel like I actually made some groundbreaking, you know, <laughs> you know sort of like light bulb moments, right. if you will. So I'm, I'm even doing stuff now, like, for iAnimate, mm-hmm. uh, where I'm doing, like, these showreel type shots. And, uh, and it's cool because it, it, it forces me out of my own comfort zone. Like, so I yeah. can do the types of shots that I wasn't getting on features. Okay. You know? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Because you're saying you're getting, potentially getting pigeonholed into yeah, get doing pati- the Yeah, you absolutely get pigeonholed yeah. like, to do cartoony stuff or a lot of body mechanic stuff. You don't maybe okay. get to do like some really subtle, mm-hmm. physical, you know, emotional acting stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, so like I like to design some of those and yeah. now I can like and I, I feel like I'm helping other people by doing it live yes absolutely yeah yeah, yeah 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 that's fantastic well I think that's probably a good place to leave it again thanks for doing this I very much appreciate it and just yeah it just on a personal level it's really great to see your sort of enthusiasm and your sort of uh, it sort of energizes me and hopefully anyone who listens to this and uh, keep it up awesome thank you very much thank no, you. I really appreciate it <laughs> you know so I just want to thank Jason for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, I think it was a really fascinating interview, especially about his process there at the end. I also want to thank Gareth Lee for helping uh, facilitate the uh, interview. If you want to learn more about iAnimate, uh, everything you need to know is at iAnimate.net. Uh, we want to thank everyone again for the support for the podcast. It really means a lot to us. If you want to get in touch, uh, we're uh, flippedpodcast at gmail.com. The website is flippedpodcast.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Aidan McAteer. Megan is at The Meg Bar. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, uh, tell your friends about it and uh, come on back next time uh, for another episode. See you later. <laughs>